and welcome back to the Fully Surrendered Podcast. Today is Monday, October 12th, 2020, and we are going to be going through the redemptive names of God today. So there are seven redemptive names that are identified throughout the Bible that speak and characterize our God. So the first one is Jehovah Nisi, which means God is my refuge. The second is Jehovah Jireh, which means God will provide. The third is Jehovah Rapha, meaning God heals. The fourth is Jehovah Shalom, meaning God our peace. The fifth is Jehovah Ra, meaning God our way and shepherd. The sixth is Jehovah Sidkenu, meaning God of righteousness. And the seventh is Jehovah Shama, meaning God is there and ever-present. So I'm going to spend some time going through some scripture from the Word of God that explains what each of these actually means. And the greatest way to actually understand yourself is to understand the Father, because we were made in our Father's image. You're going to better know your identity by learning about these seven names of God. So what we're saying here is that all of these names of Jehovah basically say that God is the God of providing us with a place of refuge. He is the provider in meeting all of our needs of money, finances, anything that we need. He provides. He heals. He is not the author of sickness. He is not the author of death. Anything that it comes to steal, kill, or destroy is of the enemy. He is not of those. God is good and he heals. God offers peace. He is the God of peace. And he also is the God that provides our way. He makes our path straight. He is a shepherd. He's a good shepherd that leads us into good paths of righteousness. He is our God of righteousness, which means he leads us into the right way, straight paths. He is there and he is ever present. God has always been. In the beginning, there was God. He always was. He always is. And he will forever always be. So today we'll be going through the seven covenant or redemptive names and talk about a little bit more about how these names actually reveal his character. So first we're going to start off with Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my refuge. God is my refuge. So we're going to go through some scripture here just to talk about how he is our refuge. How does he provide you with comfort and refuge and protection? So Exodus 17:15 says, "And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi, God is my refuge." Colossians 2:15 in the New Testament says, "And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it." 1 John 4:4, 4, 4, "Ye are of God, little children and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world we are overcomers romans eight thirty one. what shall we then say to these things if god be for us who can be against us again 
We are overcomers. He is our refuge and strength. Colossians 1.13, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? So as you can see, God is our great God of refuge and strength, Jehovah Nisi. Now let's move on to Jehovah Jireh. So this is talking about how God is our provider. This means this is characterizing God as a provider, the Lord who sees and provides. Genesis twenty two fourteen, and Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. God provides for him. Philippians four nineteen. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So these are examples of how God is our great provider. And going back to that verse in Genesis, if you guys remember and you go back to Genesis chapter 22, this is when God tells Abraham to bring his son Isaac to the top of the mountain to sacrifice him and he doesn't flinch he doesn't question god he takes his son and he walks up the mountain knowing that he is putting god first he is putting his trust in god above his trust in people and so he is walking up that hill knowing that okay god i'm trusting you that i'm gonna i'm that whatever i lay down and sacrifice you're gonna give me something better so I'm going to lay this down. I'm going to surrender this and I'm going to surrender my son. And in the minute, in the minute he surrendered his son and was about to, um, and go back to this story if you've never read it before, but basically he was asked in the old Testament to, um, sacrifice his son, Isaac. And so in the minute that the ax is about to come down on Isaac, God provides a ram in the thicket and it, he provides another, way for him to make a sacrifice. Now, because we have Jesus today, we no longer make sacrifices, animal sacrifices, because the blood of Jesus is now our redemption. So we'll go into that a little bit more in the future. But if you are a little bit confused by that story, I would encourage you to go back to Genesis and go through the book of Genesis entirely. But in Genesis 22, it specifically is talking about that sacrifice. So God was the provider to Abraham in that situation. And and even to Isaac, because Isaac faithfully followed his father, laid down his life. And at the last minute, the ram was provided for him as well. So now we'll go on to Jehovah Rapha. This means the Lord heals. God heals. And this is the one that's near and dear to my heart. I love healing. And I was in medical school before and have a passion for healing. And now I'm at the Kenneth Copeland Bible College and really soaking up all there is to learn here. But specifically, know there's a call in my life for healing. And so... The way that I have the confidence in that, though, is because I know that my God heals. I would not have stepped out of medical school to do what he's calling me to do if God wasn't a healer. That would be absolutely not smart. So the Lord is our healer. He heals and restores your soul. Exodus fifteen twenty six. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that heals thee. So he heals them. He heals 
those. He heals us. Matthew 8, 17, this is in the New Testament, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So this is talking about in the Old Testament is prophesied that the Messiah would bear our infirmities and our sicknesses. He would take our infirmities and sicknesses on the cross. And that's exactly what Jesus did. First Peter 2.24 says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. So that's the King James Version. You can also look at other versions um, in case that didn't come across so clear. But again, it's talking about Jesus bearing the sins and the darkness of the world on the cross, that he took that on so that we would live in righteousness, so that we would be able to obtain healing through that righteousness by his stripes, by him being whipped on the cross, Before the cross, he was whipped. But by him even being on the cross, the blood streaming down his body, we were healed by the blood that he sacrificed, by the life that he sacrificed. 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So again, we know that it's the will of the Father for healing. And there are so many other examples of healing in the Bible that in the word of God that speak to God as our healer. I have a podcast in the very beginning of our podcast. It's, I believe it's called Intro and Healing Scriptures. And we go over 101 healing scriptures. And it was put together actually by Keith Moore. And it's an amazing compilation of 101 healing scriptures that prove that the Lord is our healer. All right, let's go on to Jehovah Shalom. So this is meaning that God is our peace. God provides peace. Where peace is, God is. Judges 6.24, Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet in Ophrah and Abi Ezraites. So basically this is saying that Jehovah Shalom, he is providing peace. He, the altar, Gideon built an altar unto the Lord and he called it. Jehovah Shalom, or signifying peace, that there would be peace in that land. Psalms 23, 4, yea, though I walk through the valley, this is a very well-known psalm, Psalm 23, if you're not aware, read it, but this is, yea, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. This is often read before one passes, but it's just an amazing scripture so deep that goes into how God really does walk with us every step of the way. He walks with us in the valleys and in the hilltops. He walks with us even at the shadow of our death. And so because of that, we know that we don't need to fear any evil because he is always with us, protecting us, guiding us. 
Isaiah 53, 5, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Isaiah 26, 3, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts in him. So when you trust in the Lord, the peace that surpasses all understanding guards you, guards your heart and your mind. John fourteen twenty seven, peace I live with you, my peace I give you, give unto you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And this was spoken by Jesus. So as you can see, God is our refuge, our provider, our healer, and our source of peace. When you feel peace, that is of God. Nothing else has the true ability to bring true peace except the Lord our God. So now we move into Jehovah Ra. And this is God our way and shepherd. God provides our way, our direction, our path. And he is our shepherd that leads us into greener pastures. So the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23, 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We read that above. First Peter 2, 25, for ye were as sheep going astray, but now, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. So when we go astray, it's actually the Holy Spirit that gets us back on path. And God guides us and leads us back to the shepherd. We are led back to the shepherd of our souls. So he is the shepherd of your soul. He, the soul, remember, is made up of your... So remember, it's your mind, will, and emotions. And we have a body. We live in a body. And we're made up of a spirit and a soul. So we always have the spirit, but the soul is something that controls basically our mind, will, and emotions. And the more that we renew our mind with the word of God, the more that we are able to live more in the spirit, basically. The word of God, the spirit is able to override basically what our soul is feeling our mind, will, and emotions, what it's maybe even leading you off in another direction that the Lord doesn't want you to go. And so it's really important to continue to re- renew your mind in the Word of God. The Word of God is, is the Bible. It's the written Word of God. So next we're going to be talking about Jehovah Sidkenu. So remember from the beginning, Jehovah Sidkenu represents God as righteousness, the God of righteousness or right standing. So Jehovah, our righteousness, Jeremiah 33, 16, in those days shall Judah be saved and Jerusalem shall dwell safely. And this is the name wherewith she shall be called the Lord, our righteousness. Second Corinthians five twenty three states, for he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And this is obviously referring to Jesus on the cross. He was made 
to be sin for us, take on that sin so that we would be made righteous in him. So righteousness is where God literally does not see our past. He doesn't see how we are. He, He sees all, but when he chooses to look at us, he sees us as righteous. He sees us as righteous when we are in Christ. Romans 3.22, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. Romans 3.26, to declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which which believeth in Jesus. So basically, through Jesus... We have righteousness. Now, like I mentioned before, in the Old Testament, the Jews, by way of the covenant, had to sacrifice animals and pour out and shed blood of animals in order to obtain righteousness. And that would only last for a year. So they'd have to do that every year in order to obtain righteousness. Well, when Jesus Jesus came, and then after... 30 years of living, he entered into the ministry. And after a few years of of his miracles and healings, when he went to the cross, his blood was shed for eternal righteousness. So everyone that believes in his name and believes that he is the son of God will not perish, but will have everlasting life and will be called righteous. Jehovah Shammah is the very last one, and this is that God is there and ever-present. So this is representative of God always being there and ever-present, being ever-present. He is always with you. Ezekiel 48:35. It was round about 18,000 measures, and the name of the city from that day shall be, The Lord is there. Hebrews 13, 5, for he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Romans 8, 11, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Romans 8, 16 says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So there's there's the Spirit, when the Holy Spirit is inside of you, it's reckoning with your soul. It's testifying with, with you. The Holy Spirit and your spirit are testifying with one another. And we know that he is with us, that he is ever present because... He's inside of us. When we accept and receive Jesus into our life, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, He is always with us. And that is why He is always with us. For you have been born again, 1 Peter 1.23, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. We are born again into a new creation, into new life, receiving everlasting life, Through the living and enduring word of God. Enduring means it's always been. It always was. The word of God is representative of Jesus. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was God. And the word. God said that things were good. That word is Jesus. So 
Jesus didn't just come as a human. He always was. He always was the son of God. He was sent down from eternal presence with God in the heavenly realm to earth to be a human, to be a divine human, to show us how to love, how to live, and then to be on the cross, resurrect in three days, and then bring righteousness upon those who believe in him so that he would leave with us then that Holy Spirit. So that's what Jesus coming to earth did was leave that Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit would always be with us. So this wraps up the seven redemptive names of God. And you can also say that these are the seven redemptive names of Jesus because God Jesus and the Holy Spirit are a part of the Trinity. They all work together as one. So God is my refuge. God will provide. God heals. God is our source of peace. God is our way and our shepherd. God is the God of righteousness and God is there and he is ever present. And I just want to read a few more verses about Jesus now and how these characteristics of God are all wrapped up into one name, and that is the name of Jesus. So 1 John 4, 17 says, As he is, so are we in this world. Philippians 2, 7 through 10, the name above all names. That's Paul talking about Jesus. Colossians 2, 8 through 11, in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And then John 17, verse 3, And this is life eternal, that they might know the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So, I hope that helps today. If you guys have any questions, feel free to send them through our Instagram or send us an email. We look forward to you you joining our next podcast. Thank you.